Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Jason Ware is with us, partner CIO at Albion Financial Group. So tell us your thoughts here, Jason, on uh, the big picture. The rally continues. In fact, when I was looking at the NASDAQ, it was hard to believe that it was up nearly 3% this week. And for the month of October, up 6%. That's a pretty good run up. Now what? Yeah, it is. Good afternoon, Nicole. So what we're seeing here is a bounce. You know, this is not um, something that is unusual this time of year. We have, you know, fourth quarter seasonality, which is typically a pretty strong tailwind for stocks. We're now into earnings season and earnings look okay. I think, you know, the bar has been lowered a fair amount and analysts were quite concerned about how Q3 earnings were going to come in. And I think so far we can score them as decent or better than feared, perhaps, given the challenged macro. We're getting up here to a midterm election, and history has been very kind as we go into and get on the other side of a midterm election. We were way oversold at the end of Q3 across sentiment, across technical indicators, across um, you know positioning, you name it. So I think the market is certainly doing what it should do here, which is starting to bounce a bit off of what was some unsustainable lows and oversold conditions, but uh, probably not going to last too long. This is likely a bear market rally within the context of a uh, bear market that's not over yet, given our view of recession next year, given rates are still high, given inflation is still elevated. So at this point now, the Fed has a very... Um they say they're walking on the balance beam, right? People are, are noting that yeah. the Fed is under significant pressure. They've got to get this exactly right. What do you think the Fed is thinking? What are they doing? Yeah, I mean, the Fed is still, you know, intently focused on inflation. I mean, we all know that um, that is their North Star right now. They have a dual mandate of price stability and full employment. Um, because the labor market is still so strong, despite the slowing macro, that gives cover to Jerome Powell and the FOMC to continue to target inflation as uh, the item that they have to get under control. I think at some level that makes sense. If you look at some of the lagging indicators of inflation and indeed that the stuff that they're focused on like CPI and PCE will get PCE update on Friday this week. Um, those things are still showing um, inflation that is still running far too high. You know, home price data still running far too high, which of course feeds into rents, but those are all extremely, extremely backward looking data points. If you look at some of the more forward looking data points, inflation uh, appears to be cooling. The economy is certainly starting to roll over. I think that'll eventually come through here in the next few months and the Fed's gonna have to react to that. But for now, it looks like we're probably gonna get another 125 to 150 basis points of hiking before this cycle's over, maybe a touch more. Um, and we'll see where we are when that happens. It's likely that's gonna be uh, oversteering the monetary policy cycle here, and it's probably going to put us into recession in 23. Yeah, and that's the whole idea, too, because I know we're waiting on the third quarter GDP print, the uh, preliminary right. print for GDP, and we already had a couple of quarters where we had negative growth. So the question is whether or not we've been in a recession, we're going to come out of recession and then go back into recession. In the end, if they're mild or as they are at this moment, what does that mean? It's, it's not terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, our view, just to be clear, is that we are not currently in recession. We haven't been in recession. The two quarters of slightly minus GDP were a function of net trade more than anything. The consumer held up. I mean, you don't see recessions where you add two and a half million jobs over the course of six months, which, of course, is that Q1 and Q2 period. So we were not in recession and we're not in recession. So we're not going to double dip, but we are going to likely spiral into recession here as the Fed continues to push very hard on, you know, the monetary policy tightening 
Um, uh, and that's just that's going to slow things down too much and put us into a slump next year. But as to the magnitude of the slump, which is kind of I think what you're asking, you know, whether or not we're going to see something more mild or moderate or it's going right. to be something more crisis like. I think the reality is, is that if you look at history, um, most in most instances where the Fed pushes the economy into recession, those recessions are fairly moderate. They're garden variety, as we've called them in the past. You typically need some type of like exogenous shocks to take what is a bad situation, i.e. recession, and make it worse, i.e. a crisis. We don't see any of that occurring, but we also recognize that you know, exogenous events are inherently, by definition, impossible to predict. So we'll see if we get one of those. The banking sector looks fairly healthy, so I don't see any problems coming out of banking, making a recession into a crisis. Housing, yes, it's slowing down, but we don't think that's going to turn into some kind of spiraling situation that makes a bad situation worse. You know, could it come from illiquidity in the Treasury market or stuff happening across the pond in the UK? Maybe, probably not. So our view is that we're probably going to see a fairly just kind of a mild garden variety, two to three quarter slump in the economy. And in that case, is there opportunity in the market, particularly this week, we're hearing a lot of the tech names will be reporting. Yeah. Is there opportunity that you're eyeing? Definitely. So, you know, with we're firmly in a bear market. I mean, we have been for many months, right? I mean, we got the S&P 500 that was down 25% from peak to trough. We've had the NASDAQ down over 30. So in the median stock within those indices are down more than that. Um, you know, median S&P stock at the bottom was down in the mid 30s. Median Nasdaq stock was down well over 40%. So there are opportunities to pick up good companies at lower prices. If you look across the Albion flagship portfolio that we manage, we're primarily large cap growth, um, some element of large cap blend as well. And you know, we like a lot of the tech generals that are reporting this week: Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Google. Um, all great businesses trading at steep discounts. Google, for example, is trading at 17 times earnings. It's growing its top line almost at 20%. So there are certainly opportunities in the market that one can capture. You can look across like consumer growth. Starbucks looks attractive to us despite some of the challenges in China. United Healthcare in the healthcare space, uh, Thermo Fisher. So there's a lot of large cap companies that are trading down 20, 30% that we think look attractive if you have a long term view. Oh, those are some good names that you mentioned. Thank you so much for those as well. Jason Ware, sure. partner, yep. CIO, Albion Financial Group. Thanks, Jason.